On today's episode, we got a whole packed, fun-filled episode for you today, guys. We're going to catch up with Coach, just coming off the road after playing Kenai. We're going to talk those games. They took home a win and a loss. And then we're going to do our whole new segment called Coach's Corner, where you guys mail in questions and he answers. Let's see what he has to say. Also, later on, we're going to catch up with Isaac. Great guy. You see him on Hockey TV. Don't go anywhere. This is going to be a good one. I promise. Wolverine Nation, what's up? I'm your host, Mike Cook, and it's another wonderful podcast brought to you by your Wolverines, your your Junior A hockey team in Anchorage. Loving it. You guys are awesome. The fans are amazing. Every game we go to, the stands are just packed. You guys love it. I love it. It's awesome. Uh, Like I said in the intro, though, today we are going to talk with Coach. He's just getting off the road. We're going to dial him in here real quick and uh, get him on the phone. Hey, Coach, you there? Coach Akins. I am. How are we doing, Michael? I'm good, and you? Good, good. Oh, man. Uh, So you guys just got off the road in Kenai. Uh, First of all, let's start off with the the drive down there. It was probably beautiful, huh? Yeah, it was. Uh, Actually, uh, some of my family was here last week, so uh, we got the boys loaded up on the bus, and then I drove down with my family, and... uh, we followed the bus, so it was uh, it was a nice trip. Good nice, weekend. Nice view. Nice view. Uh, let's start off. Let's start off with with the I guess the bad, and we'll get to the good. So the first game you guys lost. Biggest question here is uh, w- what do you think happened? What happened? Uh, you know, I I thought our effort was good. I thought we actually played well enough to have won that game. I thought we controlled most of that game. Um, we outshot them 36 to 18. Holy cow. I, I would expect most nights you're going to win that game. Uh, you know, I, I think what happened is, um, some of the little detail things that we talked about that we didn't get away with in that game, that maybe some other games we had where we had dodged some bullets and the bullets got us on Friday night. Um, their first two goals came off of, uh, face-off losses in our defensive zone. Uh-huh. Uh, we lose the draw clean, which is a no-no. And uh, their first uh, puck they throw to the net is through traffic, just a, kind of a seeing-eye shot, and it goes in. You know, I've told people we probably had 25 of those same type of shots. Ours didn't go in, theirs does, and then everybody wonders what the heck happened, and, you know, everybody's panicking that we lost the, the Kenai, and, you know, Kenai plays hard. Uh, they played Fairbanks yeah. hard the week before. Um, you know, they're they're going to win. They're a little better than their record, I think. They're improving. Uh, they play a little bit of an ugly game as far as I think they know their limits in and what they have. Mm-hmm. And so they try and congest the middle of the, the, the ice sheet, uh, clog up the front of the net. They try and block a lot of shots. They give you the perimeter. And, uh, you know, and they play hard. So. Um, we knew, I, I don't think it's the case where we overlooked them at all. I, I think we went down. I don't think we were, um, a hundred percent our best, but I thought we were good enough to have won. And on a different night, we probably would have their goalie made a bunch of good saves. We hit uh, a couple posts. Um, you know, it was just one of those nights where we, we, we didn't get away with much and, and their pucks went in and, you know, and you look at the end and we lose. 
Yeah, yeah. And now, the, but though, for the good news, though, because the next night you guys you guys came back and won it. So, uh, real quick though, what what were you what were you focusing on in between those two games and telling the team to to look at to to go into that second game? Well, we just we wanted to get traffic in front of their goalie. Uh, he played very well the night before. Um, we wanted to make him have to move laterally in the net. Um, we felt like there were some chances that we created that we didn't force him to, to move, and he squared up the shots and, and you know, unfortunately made, he made some saves. So we wanted to get traffic. We wanted to limit their opportunities. And, um, you know, I thought we created a lot more grade A chances on Saturday night. Um, we felt like we could have scored a bunch of goals and, um, not all of our, you know, great A's went in. So, um, I, I, I don't know that there was a drastic difference between Friday and Saturday. Um, you know, the difference was some of our opportunities went in, uh, some of theirs didn't. And, um, you know, we go home with feeling pretty good about ourselves after winning and finding a way to come back and win on Saturday. So for those of you, for the for, oh, tongue tied here, <laughs> for those who didn't see the game or maybe couldn't have caught it on 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 hockey TV, can you uh, can you list who was the uh, it was first game one to four? Who scored the uh, winning goal for or the goal for us? Uh, I I think uh, Friesen scored a power play goal uh, in the third period uh, in that game. Um, you know we we you know, we had a bunch of power play chances. Uh, we, we were pretty good on the, the penalty kill. Um, I don't know that we gave up a, a penalty kill goal all weekend and we, we've slowly worked our way up. I think we're second in the league overall right now at about 90% for 88% on our penalty kill and our power play percentage has worked up to 24%, which is in the top third of the league. So, yep. you know, our special teams are, are coming along nicely and, a uh, big part of your special teams are your goalies. And, and, you know, we feel that both of our goalies have played very well. Uh, Robbins, if, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Robbins has is, is, uh, yet to, to lose a game. Knock on wood, and I'm, I'm banging on my <laughs> noggin right now going into this too. weekend. But, you know, both of our goalies have been very good. Yep. Yeah, no, I'm looking at I'm looking at this one. I love to look at stats and 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 I love to to see where we sit on it. And and you're right there. You you know the the uh, power play percentage is at 24.3, and yeah, your your power, um, your penalty kill percentage, yeah, 88.5. So out of out of our division, we rank number one for penalty kill percentages, but uh, Fairbanks holds us just one percent over in the um in the power play percentage. So I mean that is very good to say. So. Uh, the only thing that yeah, and I, I really feel like those stats there, you know, your penalty kill and your power play are things I think that you can have some influence on from a coaching staff. And I think we've, we've done a good job of trying to put the right people in the right places. And, and, um, you know, I think that's a reflection a lot of times of, of, you know, some coaches having influence on results. Uh, some of the other stuff is, is just going out and finding the best players that oh, yeah. are going to go ahead and show up that way. But, you know, I think anytime you can look and anytime somebody, when you combine those two, um, if you're over a hundred percent, so for us, 24 plus 88, anytime you're over a hundred with those two combined, 
uh, you're you're doing a good job. Wow, I learned something new today. <laughs> yep. <laughs> learned something new. Uh, speaking of picking up players, though, can we, can we talk about you guys actually picked up a new guy? A new guy. Is his name Cor- Corey or Cade? No, Cade Anderson Kate joined Anderson. us uh, about uh, two weeks ago with practice. Uh, he played one game last weekend. He's a big 6'4 defenseman mm-hmm. um, from Minnesota. Yep. And, um, you know, we brought him up here to, to uh, give him a kind of a tryout opportunity. And, uh, you know, he's fit in nicely so far. Uh, I think he's got ways to go with his game, but but we like him. And I think there's some stuff there to, to work with. And um, we played him Friday night, and I sat him out Saturday to put in some of our other players. Uh, we still do have 26 players right now with us. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, we're trying to, to develop everybody and give everybody opportunities still. And so Saturday night, he sat out and I told him, uh, Kate, I don't think was at his best on Friday. Uh, but I told him, you know, hey, I'm not going to base your, your tryout here on, on one game. So, um, he's going to get up other opportunities, and obviously you're getting opportunities to practice every day as well. Oh, yeah, there's tons more games to play. But uh, let me ask this. What's, uh, what, what was the one thing that kind of attracted you to him? Like what was something that, that, uh, that said, hey, let's try this kid out? Well, some guys uh, that I trust in the hockey world, and, and I had watched some video on Kate. He comes from a good program at uh, uh, the Cloquet Lumberjacks or a good program in, uh, just out, outside of the Duluth area in Minnesota. And he's, uh, he skates pretty well for a big guy, gets around, um, the rink well. We feel like eventually he's going to become a, um, a good defender that, um, is going to be more of a defensive defenseman. We'll be able to make a first pass to get out of your zone. We don't expect him to contribute a ton offensively, but he does shoot the puck like it's coming out of a cannon. Uh, but, but I don't think that's going to be his forte when, when it's all said and done, he's going to be a big, heavy, physical puck moving defenseman. Nice. Nice. Now, uh, so junior hockey, uh, one of the biggest things is that, uh, you know, all all these players are playing on these teams to get, uh, commitments to colleges. A lot of them want to go to the D one colleges. Um, and so they're working towards these, these scholarships. Uh, are there any commits? And if there are, can, can you talk to them? I mean, how, how does it? How does it work? I mean, do you do we as have any? of as of as of right now? We have uh, Xander Babich is committed to RPI uh, Division One school out east, and um, you know that'll be a decision that, but when Xander and the college feel like he's ready to go to the next level, um, he'll sign his national letter of intent and uh, and and go to RPI. So. There's a possibility that Xander could be back next year, and we would certainly welcome him back. And and uh, you know we'll just when he's ready, he's going to go. So we've got uh, some other players that are certainly uh, garnering some attention and and deal and and fielding phone calls. And you know there's a lot of Division One schools that are interested in a lot of our players for down the road. And then we have our 20 year olds who most of them are probably looking at being division three players at this point um we'll see how the rest of the season goes but i think there'll be you'll see a lot of commitments um Mm -hmm. 
later on in the year when it comes to colleges. Yeah, and that, that kind of leads into my second question for the for the fans that don't uh, don't know, don't understand. Uh, the question is 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 if you get committed, uh, what, what is what is expected of you as as a player on a team? Let's say one of them gets committed uh, halfway through the season. Are are they able to continue playing for the Wolverines, or do they just go straight to the college when the next semester starts? How's that work? No, no, they're they'll be. Uh, they'll be committed for down the road whenever that college, um, you know, thinks they're ready. Uh, every now and then you'll, you'll see somebody leave at Christmas time and go enroll in school. But more than likely when somebody verbally commits to, to accepting a scholarship uh, and commits to a Division One school, it's for the following year or even two years down the road. Nice, nice. All right, that actually leads us into our second part here. This is called Coach's Corner. It's a whole new segment where you guys ask the questions. If you want to ask a question, just email us live at anchoragewolverines.com. We'll get your questions. We'll put them on here. We'll ask Coach. Uh, we know fans have a ton of questions. Uh, you know, this can be kids. This can be adults. If you're new to hockey, you want to ask a question, email us live at anchoragewolverines.com. Uh, let me start off real quick, Coach, because I was uh, looking at the stats, and I have a personal question. Uh, hope you can answer this one. What is an insurance goal? I've never heard of that. Uh, an ins- insurance goal is is an unofficial, you know, kind of term that maybe kind of seals the win. Where you know okay. maybe you're you're up five to three, for example, and you score a, a six goal with maybe a minute or two ah. left in the game. And, and so that's just, you know, kind of ensuring that you're probably going to win the game at that point. So, so like if you pull the goalie and somebody scores on the open net and they bump up their point again, that's pretty much an insurance goal kind of yeah, thing? Okay. If, yeah, if there's less than a minute left and all of a sudden, yeah, they score an empty other opposition, scores an empty net goal, the chances of us scoring two goals in, you know, 30 or 40 seconds probably aren't good, but... Um, <laughs> you know what, we're going to try in that situation. We won't quit. I know that. Nice, nice. Uh, so uh, we got Jim Atkinson from the Valley. He asks, my son is looking to get into junior A level. He's a sophomore in high school, and can he try out next year, or uh, or does he have to be out of high school? No, he can. Uh, there, there are definitely high school kids that are eligible to play junior hockey. Um, you know, every team in the North American Hockey League has tryouts and, uh, throughout the summer, and and he can get signed up to come to one of those tryout camps and give it a shot. Perfect. Uh, we got Sean from Anchorage. He asks, what is something you look for in tryouts? Well, you're looking for difference makers. I, I think, you know, I, one message I try to deliver at every tryout camp is you can't go to a camp and just try and fit in. You know, typically when you go to a tryout camp, a team has, uh, so many veteran players that are returning from the previous season. They have players that have been tendered for that next season. You have drafted players. And if I go into a tryout camp, I've, I've got to be better than the other players that are there. Yeah, you're fighting and, for that. Uh, you know, I, I think that's something that I have to go there and be noticed. If, if I'm a goal scorer, I need to go to that camp and I need to light the lamp and score a bunch of goals. If yeah. I'm a playmaker, then I need to go and, and, set people up and make plays. If I'm if I'm a physical guy and I'm I've got to be tough on the four check and, and finish every body check and do things that you're gonna get noticed by the coaches. Awesome. Hey and actually uh I've got a question from Sydney uh from Eagle River. She asks, what are you saying to the team in the locker room before the game? 
Well, a lot of it is just uh, making sure that mentally we're ready to go. A lot of the work has already been done, uh, you know, during the, the previous week at practice. That's where a lot of our work is. Um, it might be just a couple bullet points going in, addressing the team, talking about some specific things, maybe that uh, specific situations that might arise during the game. And a lot of it is just to get them ready to go for when that puck gets dropped. Awesome. Hey, Coach, uh, that's, we'll do it for Coach's Corner. Uh, good luck uh, coming up this th- Friday and Saturday at the Binboki. You guys are taking on uh, Kenai River Brown Bears. They're coming up. And uh, it is the month of November, so it is the Cup 49 uh, tournament, basically. Whoever has the most wins uh, what, in the month of November gets the Alaska Airlines Trophy. So, uh, yeah. We're excited to get back to Ben Boki. We've had great crowds. Oh, yeah. uh, people can get in with a couple uh, non-perishable food items. That's right. This yes. weekend, and you still have to get your your t- tickets, uh, even if you're bringing the cans. You've got to do that beforehand. So uh, get signed up. That place fills up pretty early and quickly. And we're excited to get back there to our fans. Oh, there's going to be a huge truck. <laughs> Somebody's lifting all those cans. Hey, thanks, Coach. Thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll see you at the rink. All right, uh, joining me in the studio now, uh, the one and only Isaac Smolden. Go ahead, say hello, man. What is up, Wolverine Nation? <laughs> Back again for another it's another another exciting episode. It's another edition. home game. Yes, yeah. Like Wolverines hockey back at home, two weekends in a row. Yeah. Uh, We've got a lot to talk about because uh, yeah. a lot happened in the Midwest Division after this weekend. A lot of surprises. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, we we, we already talked about it in the, in, early in the podcast. We lost our first game, won our second game. Uh, but but this is this is pretty. You know, Coach was saying, you know, we outshot him. Yeah, that's, that's a good thing. And if you remember last podcast, uh, I think what we said was if the Wolverines need to come out of this weekend with or th- these two weekends against Kenai with at least six points. Well, that's still on the table. They they dropped one game. <laughs> They've got to a sweep this weekend is six points. So they're still they're still on track. Uh, I had a chance to talk with coach as well, off the record. Yeah, uh, yeah. And we'll just asking him about about what happened, and uh, you know, a lot of what the same things that you guys just heard. Uh, Wolverines they they really did dominate in that Friday game shot wise. They had thirty six shots on Bryant Marks, but he makes thirty five of thirty six. Like, and at a yeah. certain point, what can you do? I will say that in my discussion with coach you know we kind of were talking about a lot some of those shots though like the majority of them they weren't exactly high scoring opportunities especially mm-hmm. in the third period Keenai did a really good job of limiting anchorage to the outside of that perimeter so that's that area that is outside of the hash marks kind of in a trapezoid formation where it starts yeah. with the crease and expands out you want to get into the middle of the ice get those shots from that high scoring danger zone right in the middle and it just wasn't happening and what coach Akins was talking to me about is you know that that's part of Kenai's game they really s- slow down play they clog up the middle of the ice they're going to keep it to the outside and I think where Anchorage succeeded on Saturday was they found ways to break into that middle yeah. ice and and score I mean it almost sounds like the coach for Kenai you know really excelled because he probably watched uh, other games on hockey tv of the Wolverines playing so he had a key came to the game with a game plan uh, and then that's kind of when, you know, Anchorage Wolverine stepped back. Oh, wait a second. Hold on. And then they came with a game plan. And so they, you know, in the end won the second game. Well, and here's uh, another key reason why I think Kenai is victorious on Friday night. Anchorage won for six on the power play mm-hmm. on Friday. And this is a power play that we've seen 
perform very, very well so far this season. Second place in the Midwest division, just I think 0.1 percentage points behind Fairbanks. Oh, yeah. Fairbanks is at 25.5, Anchorage at 25.4. They're, you know, a top tier power play in the Midwest division. And, 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 and the Ice Dogs are a veteran team. They got a lot of veterans on their team. Exactly. And that, that goes that goes to say that, you know, we've got something. We've got something that's really good because if we're right behind one of the top tier teams in a division with tons of veterans, and here we are keeping up, that that's that's awesome. Right. But Kenai, in that Friday game, they, they completely shut down the power play. I mean, there was <laughs> absolutely smothered, I remember watching in the third period. I mean, you have, it was like two, two or three power play opportunities, kind of like back to back to back, and it just did not matter. Did not matter. They locked it down. They did a great job. They did exactly what they needed to do. And anchored to their credit on Saturday, they respond. They adjust. They come out. They look way better on Saturday. And they dominated play. I mean, they probably, like Coach said, you know, they put in the effort to win on Friday night. But Kenai, very strategic, did what they needed to do. Anchorage right back, adjust, takes the win on Saturday, splits the series. And now they have a couple big games coming up against Kenai because the other major thing that, that happened in the Midwest Division is Fairbanks and Janesville played three games mm-hmm. uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Fairbanks dropped two out of three Ooh. to Janesville. Ooh. And this is the team that Anchorage just swept the weekend before. <laughs> it's like, so come on, what's going on? The standings are getting really, really narrow now. Yep. And Fairbanks and Springfield, uh, that's one and two in the division right now, they're set to play each other, I think, another three games Holy cow. Uh, this week. Three so, games. Anchorage still in a good position, able to strike uh, and maybe move their way up the standings here this week. Of course, they play Fairbanks four games in a row following this upcoming weekend, 19th, 20th at home, 26th, 27th in Fairbanks. So this month, it's it's still big for the Wolverines. And I think, you know, may, obviously, you don't want to drop the first game of the month, the Kenai there. No. You want to take mm-hmm. four points on that opening weekend, but you're not going to win every game. And they're still very much on track to be exactly where they need to be at the end of this month, I think. I mean, you know, I think I think Kenai's going to come. They they want more. You know, they 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 got that bite. They got that taste of of of, of win, and uh, they're going to come. They're going to have to come hard when they uh, the, this weekend. You know, but again, uh, you know, the Wolverines have one big advantage in their favor is they're playing in front of a home crowd, a sellout crowd, a crowd that gets them all worked up. And uh, I, I have, you know, we're going to see shot for shot uh, and goal after goal after goal. I mean, that's kind of my hypothesis. But yeah, The Null is in a, a league where you can take any night off, where you can take any team for granted. Kenai is going to come out hard. I don't expect it to be a blowout by any standards. But Anchorage has the tools to win two games this weekend. Mm-hmm. If they're willing to play a full 60, if they stick to the script, do what they need to do, they are able to take four points this weekend. It's just a matter of of who wants it more and out-muscling Kenai because some of the talent on this Wolverines roster, Talon Sigurdsson right now up to a nine-game point streak, Jeez. and Rathan Robbins is still undefeated in regulation. He has hey, a record hey. of 7-0-1. You got you to knock on wood. Everyone I, knocks I'll, on wood. I'll, I'll knock on wood. I'll knock <laughs> Co- on wood on that. Coach was knocking on wood. I'm knocking I, on wood. I mean, it's good. It's good. It's awesome. Here's the deal, though. Just like you can't win every game, nope. I'm always not going to go undefeated on the season. But it, it doesn't matter. And, and here's where I think... Shane Soderwall gets lost in the conversation a little mm-hmm. bit because his record is not as good as Rathen's, but he's battling night oh, in and yeah. night out. They're both, both those goals. Yeah. They're, they're right here. Yeah. They're very close to each other in terms of talent, in terms of big, you know, able, both are able to make those big saves and keep a team in it. We saw it with Shane at home the weekend before, Yep. but for whatever reason, like Shane just isn't getting the bounces and, he seems to be trying to hold his team in it, but uh, for for whatever reason, like the the 
the defense is always just not quite as sound, and there's always that extra chance. Um, and, and I and I agree with that because when I was in Minnesota for the for the uh, the showcase, I, I you know I was still getting to know the team, and and I didn't know that they were switching out goalies, and I thought it was the same goalie. I was like, when I found out, I was like, whoa, there's two different goalies. I, they played almost you know identical. They their 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 skill levels you know is the same, and and yeah, I, I think uh, sometimes Soda Wall gets uh, lost in the sauce there, but. Uh, and I think this is where I'm going with this is, you know, eventually I expect Raythan to drop a game. And you know what? I'm not going to be worried because he's going to bounce back. He's going to come out, battle. He's going to give his all every night. And, you know, if Shane's in net, he's going to give his all every night. He's going to be oh, yeah. battle. We're going to get good goaltending no matter who's in net, no matter what someone's record is. Like, I think one of the biggest strengths of the Wolverines this season and you Early, we heard Coach talking about it, like, hey, we stole some games in Showcase on the back of our goalies. Yeah. Like, goaltending is a huge boon to this oh, team, yeah, and yeah. I expect it to continue going forward. And that's the thing. I've talked to I've talked to uh, Rathan's uh, dad a couple times. Me and him kind of connect uh, because I've got a son who's a goalie who's playing for the same team that uh, Rathan did when he was 14U, uh, the the Anchorage Oilers. So, uh, you know, we, we go back and forth. And, and, and a goalie is... is the most important player on the team. He's the last line of defense, and if you have a good defense team, they're going to keep the shots away from the goalie. You know, helping them, helping them win that game. That that's a key aspect when it comes to goaltending. I mean, the life of a goalie uh, parent is a lot different, and that's you know, me and uh, Rathan's dad. We talk about it all the time. He's a great, great guy. See him at the games all the time. Uh, but yeah, it's a it's a totally different uh, uh, mindset. It's a totally different uh, way of thinking because you know, if your defense isn't where they need to be or if they're not protecting that goalie, that goalie's the last line before that puck makes it to the net. You know, and and and, and you got to you got to look at it. You know, who's out for the game? I mean, Moffitt Moffitt was in. Uh now he's not going to play uh, home. Joey. Joey. <laughs> I mean, we got a job for of, you, buddy. Uh, and honestly, like this call I, I mean, it's, but, it's rough. It to me, it did not look like it was a head contact, but at the now, end for of the those, day, that's that's the con. So, hold yeah, I'll, for, I'll back for it up. So Moffat receives a five and a game for head contact in that oh, Saturday game. Oh. He's thrown out of the game. He's receiving a one-game suspension. It's such a borderline call because to me, with the pictures I've seen, like it just doesn't look like he's making head contact. But here's the thing about hockey and about any sport. That's the call the ref made on the ice. Yep. Anchorage had to deal with that call. And they did. They killed off a five-minute major power play and looked mm. great on the penalty kill at that time. Yeah, like and unfortunately... Joey's going to be out for a game. That's the decision that comes down from the league. And guess what? The Wolverines are going to adapt. Joey's going to yeah. adapt. He's probably going to do color commentary again. <laughs> I'm excited. Joey, good color commentary last last home weekend. Let's do it again. We're going to do it again. But, I mean, going to, going to my point, though, you got to look at the lines. Who's in the game at the time when a uh, uh, set goalie's in? You know, who who who's 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 a scratch? Who Who's actually uh, on the lineup? Those are a lot of key things when it comes down to uh, who's the goalie for the game. And there's a lot more to it than just who's the goalie for the game. And here's a really encouraging thing about this Wolverines team obviously that first home weekend it was it was all about that that second line that Sigurdsson Cameron mm. Morris Aiden Weston line they're still putting up a ton of points but in that Janesville series in the Kenai series yep. we've got production from every single line on the roster just looking at the Saturday game you got Hunter Schmitz scoring a goal assisted by Kroc and Hennen Hennen on the point Kroc returning to the lineup after being gone from in injury Sigurdsson and Gutierrez getting a Goal, that was a nice three-on-two. Gutierrez is on the third line, Sigurdsson on the second. Then Alexander Babich also on the third line. Babich. By Like and Hennen. Like, yeah. 
and and against Janesville, we saw the first line score the first two goals. We saw the fourth line chip in a couple times. Like every single line knows their role. They're committed to that role and they're all buzzing out there on the ice. It's good to see. And you're going to need to have that continuing forward because that's one of the marks of a good playoff team. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. Uh, you know, again, we're back home and it's a, it's a back-to-back weekend too. It is. It you is. Uh, Kenai this weekend at and then, home, then Fairbanks the next weekend. Oh, man, home. you're talking rivalries. Rivalries. We're talking rivalries still. I'm really <laughs> upset I'm going to miss that Fairbanks series, but I'm going to be sipping my ties on a beach in Hawaii. Oh, don't so even. I don't even. really be thinking of you while I am having the time of my life oh. not dealing with the fact that it snowed a foot today. Oh, my and gosh. everyone's out there driving the roads are a mess. No, I'm going to be on the beach, baby. I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to show you dedication of the fans when it snows some more tomorrow and uh, they still show up. Well, I'll be there. Yeah, uh, It might I take me three hours to get in Anchorage, but I'll be there. I promise you that. <laughs> you might have to sleep in the stands. <laughs> you might have to stay over. You know, yeah. you never know. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, guys, go ahead. You need to get your tickets. If you don't have them now, don't wait at the door. People stand in lines. So we can't tell you. I mean, you've seen the photos in the newspaper. Every game, they ask everyone to scoot to the right to open up more seats because it comes down to standing room only. Yep. Go ahead, get your tickets. Uh, if you bring, uh, I think it's uh, to bring two cans of food and a kid gets in free. So. I believe that is yeah. uh, what the that's, deal is. That's what the uh, coach was saying earlier. Bring some canned food. Definitely, definitely. But uh, guys, thank you for catching up with us. Thank you for listening to this episode. You guys are awesome. Uh, my name is Mike Cook uh, with Isaac Smolden. This is Wolverine Nation, guys. We'll see you next week. See you at the game this weekend. Be there.